Yo, what's good people? It's Jay Cactus and we're back again with episode 16 of Cactus Convos. In today's episode, I've got a UK-based producer with me. He's produced for some huge names like Lil TJ, Jay Critch, Luciano, just to name a few. He goes by Benz. Benz, what's good, man? What's happening, bruv? You alright? Yeah, I'm all good. But yo, first yeah. of all, thanks for jumping on the podcast again. Just for anyone listening, yeah. we fucked up. Well, I fucked up. I interviewed him, yeah. we were talking for about an hour and a half. And his audio didn't even record, so we've had to do the whole thing again. So I appreciate you coming back on, man. It's all right, bruv. It's all a bit mad. Yeah. So I was yeah. just saying earlier, man, I thought when we did it, you were dropping a lot of gems, especially for new producers. And most of my mm -hmm. audience are new producers, or a lot of them anyway. So I thought it made sense to kind of go back through everything. But yeah, just yeah. before we get into all of the gems, just for anyone that doesn't really know your story, just talk to me about how you even started producing, who, who got you into making beats and where the journey began really? Yeah, so it started pretty much, there was an estate around the corner from me, they had a youth centre on there with a studio right. in and um, I just used to go down there, like older kids and that, they would make beats yeah. and I was just, was just interested in it and I just watched them do it for ages and eventually just slowly got a computer at home, got a speaker's, and then, you know what I mean? It just went from there, really. Yeah. So how old were you when you were going to that youth centre? Um, about 16. But then I didn't get everything at home till about 17. Right. And then I didn't even take it serious until 20. Till 20. Oh, I was sure. just going you to know, make a beat a month yeah, here yeah. and there like that for years. It always starts off as a hobby, doesn't it? Like, mm, yeah. just something that you enjoy doing. And then at some point in your life, you're like, right, I want to actually take this serious and turn it into a career. Yeah, yeah. Talking about the youth centre, though, I, I don't mm. know what it's like now, but in my area where I grew up, I remember youth centres being open for a little while and then all of them just started closing. Like, there was no funding, no nothing. So then kids just had nowhere to go. Yeah. So all that was happening then is kids were just fucking about on the street, just getting into trouble. Yeah. Have you oh. found that in your old area? Do you know if the music centres are still open? Are they still putting money into them? closed now, but they shut yeah. the music side of it down well before right. they even shut the, yeah. the actual youth centre just for kids playing tennis and stuff and all that. Right, right. Because there was no one to, to... I think it was something to do with them paying the engineers coming in to... Because it was yeah. a proper studio. Like, the first one I walked in, like, I had the big desk and everything. So it was... It's crazy. Yeah, that's why it ended up closing down, really. I think it was just funds. Yeah. Yeah, they just don't put money into stuff like that. It's kind of, it's kind of crazy because the one, like, in my old area, around the estate, there was this, um, it was like a youth centre, or it used to be. But when they closed yeah. it down, all we'd do is just chill around there and just smoke weed and drink. And yeah. it's like, Thanks. we could be fucking about on the street or if they just would have put some funding in, they could have taken all these kids and just got us doing yeah. something productive exactly and then they want to blame drill music and shit mm -hmm. like that for the cause of violence it's crazy man yeah. but yeah so you started off going to the youth center mm -hmm. that's where you started making beats and then slowly you got some equipment yeah. obviously you don't just buy like all the equipment straight away did you just start off with one piece and then just gradually buy a bit by yeah bit i like old the big tower mac I started oh, yeah, yeah. with them and it was a second hand one, but I bought it and it had it was loaded with everything already. Yeah. Um and then yeah, I bought some second hand Yamaha's, one had a little crack in the <laughs> in the, the white thing on the front. Um yeah. 
And then, yeah, just pretty. The only thing I bought new originally was the sound card. Right. It had a standard Focusrite, cheap one. I think it was 100 quid. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Focusrite. I think that was my first one as well. Mm-hmm. With um, the Yamaha speakers, though, that's not even a bad first buy. No, you know, like no, a lot no, of people, no, I think no, the no, first no. speakers I had were them. Can you remember the little Logitech ones that were just, they yeah. were like 20 pounds that you got with yeah, some laptops? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> no, I only bought the Yamahas for 50 quid because they were damaged. damaged. Oh, yeah. And um, oh, shit. my power didn't want them no more. So I, right. I thought, yeah, I might as well get some half decent ones. Yeah, of course, even if they are a bit damaged, it's worth it. Yeah. What do you use now for speakers or monitors? I've got the white Yamaha ones, Yamaha HS5s. <laughs> HS5s. I would, oh, right. I would yeah, get yeah. the bigger ones, but it's just sound going through walls and stuff, neighbours and that. Yeah. Plus yeah, there's only so right. much you can do before neighbours start banging on your door. Yeah, exactly. I've been doing all right with, with the fives anyway. Right. Have you had any neighbours bang on the new place yet? Because you've just moved in, haven't you? I ain't got the setup here yet. Oh, shit. Right. right. It's still the a other spot. place, isn't it? So um, right, right. I haven't really. But we've had a few parties till five in the morning. <laughs> I ain't had no complaints yet, so I might be able to move. That could be a good side then. Yeah. You decided to test the fields, didn't you? Yeah. Have a few parties. If there's no complaints, then you're good to work. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So talk to me about, obviously, you, you, you got first piece of equipment at maybe like 16. You started taking it serious at about 20. Mm. What What made you take it serious? Was it? You were, were you fed up of work? Was it just like, were you inspired by someone or do you remember what triggered it? something kind of mad really, innit? I ended up getting stabbed in, um, oh, shit. I can't even remember the year now, around 2020. Um, right. That's when I was like, right, I'm going to change my life. And just went yeah. to work and then, um, yeah, just grinded on the side after work, putting in the hours, working to like, come of because I was a roofer, we used to finish at about half yeah. three, I'd get on the half four, I'd have a workout, eat dinner. By the time it comes to six, seven, then I'd work through till like 12, just making yeah. loops and making beats and stuff. And I'd done that for four years before literally right. I was able to quit, to be honest. Right, okay. Yeah, it's kind of yeah. crazy that you say that with the thing about you getting stabbed because sometimes it takes something like as traumatic as that to make you realize like yo life's fucking short and i need to yeah. or i just need to i mean i need to make something happen like when course, when yeah, i started taking it yeah i was gonna say when i started taking it serious i didn't have like the same story i wasn't stabbed or anything but yeah. I, I lost someone like close to me and at yeah. that point i was like fuck like it, it's just like a wake-up call it's like shit like life is fucking yeah. short man i need to it just changed my whole perspective on everything. But well, sometimes yeah, it takes something crazy like, like that to make you realize certain things. Time, it? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So you were working as a as a roofer for how long did you have that job before you left for music? Four years. Four, Four or five years. years of doing that, yeah. And then obviously I was earning on the side from the music, but it just yeah. weren't enough to quit. And I didn't wanna I didn't wanna quit earning like a thousand dollars a month. Yeah, yeah. I was secure. Course. But the transition was, it was kind of smooth, really. It weren't because of COVID. It weren't like I was like, right, to my boss, oh, I'm going to quit now. It right. was more like, it just, I don't know, it was like it was meant to happen like that way. Like the same month that we stopped from COVID was the same month I turned over more money from music than I did roofing. Oh, shit. That's so crazy. it was nice, really. 
it's like perfect timing really, isn't it? Yeah. So what were you doing to make money as a producer at that point? Was it just selling beats or selling kits or a bit of both? Yeah, it was hardly beats. It was more kits for ages. Right. And then as soon as the first placement come in, then beats started selling. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that's literally, that was all the same COVID and stopping and then the placement all right. in the same month. Oh, shit. Yeah, That's so like a, a quick transition then. One month, so it was like zero to 100, well quick. Fuck. Well, mm. it's like, obviously you, you start, maybe started producing it, what, like 16 or something, even before that, so it yeah. kind of happened at the right time because it's not like you just, you lost your job and then you started producing. You'd already you'd already spent your years, you put in your hours mm. to get to the level that you're at. So yeah. when it was that time where you lost your job, you were already prepared. You were like, right, my beats are on point. Yeah, and yeah. it was just, you were... I, I don't even want to say it was luck that the placement came in because I don't know. I think you create your own luck. So it's like everything that mm -hmm. happened in the past up to that one moment. So it's, it's yeah, kind of well, crazy was, to think about. Placement was luck as well. <laughs> oh, was it? With YouTube. Oh, yeah. You, I remember you saying last time, but mm -hmm. for anyone that doesn't know, what which placement was that again? Was that the Jay Critch one or the little TJ one? Yeah. yeah. So how did yeah. that happen? You collabed with another producer? Yeah, collabed with Real Beats, Big Up Real. Mm. He uploaded it to his YouTube. And he was just like most of us at the beginning. He'd upload a beat to YouTube, yeah. getting 10 views, 20 views. Uploading all types of beats, Meek Mill, Little TJ, yeah. Drake, whatever. And then one day he just uploaded a drill-type beat. I can't remember his title. I think it was Pop Smoke, 5805. Right. And it just went mad. Oh, shit. It, it Algorithm just crazy. quite nice. Like a day or something. Shit, that's crazy. So, yeah. so what, and he wasn't uploading, he was just uploading like different type of beats all the time before that. He wasn't like sticking to one certain thing for a while. Yeah. Shit. That's crazy because literally way. like everyone that you speak to who uploads type beats will always say you need to stick to one lane, just pick like one or two mm -hmm. artists and just do them beats. But then... That's what I've learned now as well. That's yeah. why I only upload more. But then it's crazy that your boy was uploading everything different and then that one beat just took off. Mm -hmm. I, yeah it's like it's meant to happen really yeah it's one of them things that you can't even like explain it just just lands mm, at the right yeah. time I think like once them first people who view it like listen to it as like if they listen to the full beat for example YouTube will start recommending it mm -hmm. to other people then they listen to the full beat yeah. it was just all the right things come together at once the beat itself yeah. was just everyone loved it right and then, yeah, the title change up. Did you love the beat? Because I've heard that a lot of times where people say, you know what, I didn't even like the beat. I didn't think it was a special thing. Or did you know? Now, now I love it. It's one of my favorite beats we've ever yeah. made. But when he originally first sent it to me, I didn't even upload it. Oh, for real? Because I just thought, yeah, it's all right. It's just a mediocre beat. like <laughs> Because it's, it's, um, it's quite subtle with the drums, isn't it? Yeah. So I just didn't play, I slept on it for uh, until... Yeah. yeah, until it started selling and doing well. Then I was like, hang on a minute, let me listen to this beat that's doing well. <laughs> I listened back to it and I was like, nah, it's hard actually. Good job he uploaded it then. So if you were both feeling like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, of course. Just shows you that's can't really overthink it, can you? Huh? I said it just shows you can't really overthink it, can you? Yeah, and now I upload beats that I don't like because of that reason. Yeah sometimes beats that I'm like this is the one I'm going to put some ads behind it yeah. don't even sell oh shit 
Uh, do you find so it's I'm, always the simpler beats that sell? No, not really. No, I don't. I haven't actually worked out why it is what ones sell, to be honest, because I have yeah. ones that, yeah, got a lot going on and then plain ones and they'll sell. It just just depends on the beat as a whole. Yeah, I suppose so. Because mm. a lot of people do say, oh, it's, it's always the simple ones. Rappers always take the simple ones. But then I guess when it comes to drill beats, sometimes it's a bit different because drill beats are kind of crazy anyway with all the effects yeah. and transitions and everything. Yeah, exactly, so you can yeah. get away with more. Mm-hmm. So when, um, before you got that placement, or actually when you were working and producing at the same time, mm-hmm. what was your schedule like? Because a lot of people struggle to find that balance because they always say, I've been to work, I just want to get home and I don't want to do anything else. I just mm-hmm. want to go to bed or watch TV or That's chill. Like, how were you managing to, to balance everything? Did you have a set schedule that you were strict with or what, what did it, it look like? It wasn't even a schedule. I had loads of stuff. Working out, I had a girlfriend at the time. You know, I had loads of everything going on in life, but I just wanted it. So I made sure I'd done it. I had less sleep. I'd stay up yeah. till 12, 1, and I'd do it. And in breaks at work, I'd be replying to DMs or doing something. Yeah, there's yeah. something to be done. If you, you know what I mean? If you want to come home and say you want to watch telly, then clearly you ain't you ain't got the drive to do it anyway. Yeah. You're not hungry enough. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's true. It's definitely true. Because yeah. there's, there's, there is... 24 hours in a day, I guess you just have to sacrifice certain things, don't you? Like you were sacrificing sleep. I bet you were up early for work. Yeah. And as soon as you got back, you were probably just going gym or gym before yeah. work and then straight to music when you got home. Used to get you up weren't up watching no Netflix. Five in the morning to go roofing. Five in the morning? Mm. Shit. And then just gym straight after that? Pretty much. Four times, three times a week. Like during the week, okay, no. one, one on the weekend. So like four hours sleep a night. Pretty much. Oh, you're not Probably struggling the next day. Under my eyes, bro. Or <laughs> 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 just staring at the computer since I've since I quit my job, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been feeling the same recently. Yeah, I'm getting back problems and everything for just being hunched over all the time. Yeah, <laughs> that's just like standard producer shit, that mm-hmm. isn't it? So when um when you left your job, what was your game plan at that point? Did you have a game plan where you're like, right, I'm just gonna focus on YouTube, focus on placements, focus on loops, like? Did you have a structure really, for it? Man? I didn't really think into what I was doing. I was just doing yeah. what I was doing. But then, yeah, over time, right. I started to think more. Like, I'll do weeks, like weeks of, yeah. say, one week of all loops, making loops all week, and then the next week making beats. Right. Um, and then fitting other stuff in between it, whatever. I don't really have a schedule, to be honest. As long yeah. as the work gets done and I feel like I've done enough, then I'm doing enough because clearly I'm still still earning a living from music. Yeah, of course. Yeah. I think sometimes when you set a schedule, like I've, I've tried it before, like when I first started doing this full time, I wrote out like a full schedule where I was like, right, nine to 10, I'm doing this, yeah. 10 to 12, I'm doing this. I stuck to it for like two days and then it just feels forced because... Yeah. It might get to a certain time and then it's like, right, I need to be cooking up loops now. Yeah. But I might not feel like cooking up loops or I might have something else to do, like a, a podcast yeah. or emails or something. So, yeah, I'm with you on that one. What I do now is whenever I get up before I start my day, I just write down like three things that I have to do that day where I'm like, right, I have to do a tutorial mm-hmm. today or I have to make a beat, I have to reply to DMs and then yeah. boom, I can just tick the ones off that I actually need to do and don't worry, worry about like, what time I'm going to do yeah, it. I'm pretty much the same, except for I just don't write it down because it's just not right. I've got to do loops, <laughs> yeah, yeah. so I've got to do the artwork. 
I just I think about it before yeah. I go to bed. What, what I've got to do tomorrow? Yeah, 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 yeah. As long as you can like remember it, because I'm I'm bad me like the night before. I'll have all these ideas for the next day, like, right, I need to do this, that, and this. And then when I wake up, I've just fucking forgot everything. <laughs> yeah. Memories yeah. terrible. It's, if it's the minor little things, yeah. like, I don't know, I can't even think of the top of my head, but you know, saying little, then yeah, I might. But if it's saying as big as, like, I've got to make loops for a kit, yeah. then I ain't got to write that Yeah, day, of course. I know. But, yeah, definitely. Yeah. So when you're making beats, you'll cook up for, like, a week mm. and schedule them out for like the next however long, like the next two weeks or whatever. So how how many well, um, beats are you uploading a day? Are you doing like one a day or one every two days? Or on, on the 30th of every month, I schedule the whole month's beats. Oh shit, okay. But I'm always two months in advance. So everything, say what got released today, yeah. the beat that released today, I made two months ago. Right. Oh shit, that's crazy. So I like to stay well in advance just in case of like, I don't know, going on holiday or something. Yeah, yeah. I, need, I know I that's need to start doing I don't that. need to be two months in advance, but <laughs> it's just nice to have that security knowing if anything went on, like, I don't know, if my computer broke yeah. and I was out of the game for a month, then things are still getting uploaded. Yeah, yeah. That's that's quite mm. a long time to, like, schedule beats in advance. Like, how roughly yeah. how long does it take you to make a beat, would you say? I know everyone's different, but if you had to maybe make an average yeah. time... Half hour, probably, average. Oh, is that all? Yeah, I mean, because more time now, because I make so many loops, yeah. I'm using loops to make my beats, because when I come to making a beat, yeah, I've had yeah. enough of making loops. Right, that makes sense. But I've already, you know what I mean? So I've only got to lay down the drums, and then really it's just mixing. And Yeah. Sometimes it's an hour, sometimes it don't work out, but yeah, on average, probably half hour or something. I'm, yeah. I'm quite quick at doing like everything I need to do. Right. Yeah, that's that's sick then. Half an hour is a good time. What do you think the secret mm-hmm. is to be able to make a beat in half an hour? Because I know a lot of people, like including myself sometimes when I'm making a beat, mm-hmm. sometimes I'll spend two hours on one because I'll just like overthink things. Like it might be the arrangement. I'll keep making changes. I'll keep like changing yeah. the sounds because I'm not happy with the sounds. Like mm-hmm. I end up, I, I could probably make something quicker, but I always end up just changing everything or overthinking yeah. it. What do you think's the key to making beats fast? Um, to be honest, more time is because I only use a loop that I really do like, that I can hear the drums already. Right. So I quickly get it out, get the idea out. Yeah. Um, the only times it does take longer is if every now and then you just can't get the bass notes in t- and key. Right, yeah, Maybe yeah. Sometimes you get a bit like lost of it, and you're like, "Is it that one? Is it that one?" It just <laughs> yeah, you know, like yeah. The octave and it sounds right. You bring it down, and it don't sound right. But yeah, yeah that makes sense because sometimes they're like slightly detuned, or sometimes yeah. you can just like hear the bottom note like clearly. But then other times, if it's just like a warped sample or like you reversed it, you've detuned yeah. it, everything. Then it, yeah, it's hard to find it sometimes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So yeah, that's six. So half an hour for a beat, and then you're scheduling them out two months in advance. That's like perfect because even like me, I'm going away this weekend, yeah. and I'm like, shit, I haven't got a beat schedule for this weekend because I always just do it like the day before. Yeah. So I, I need to, yeah, <laughs> I need to, to, to use the Ben's it. process, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, serious. Nah, it definitely helps. Definitely helps. Just have a day dedicated yeah. to it. It don't even take a day. Well, unless you make a thousand beats in a in a month, but. Yeah, yeah. More time, I'd probably say I'd got, because I get a lot of collabs back as well. 
Right. I'll probably do about 60 beats a month. Oh, shit. Yeah, That's crazy. Quite a lot. The ones that you send out for placements, do you upload those to YouTube as well? Or do you keep them separate? If I like them enough, yeah. 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 So you're not worried about, you're not thinking, right, I'm, I don't want to upload this one because I've got an artist in mind and I want to send it directly to that person. Only if you're not really bothered I, about that. Only if I speak to that artist directly. If it's someone right. I'm practically cold emailing and I've got their yeah. email address, then no, I'm still uploading it because, you know, it's like a needle in a haystack. You never know if you're going to get the placement with them. But obviously if you speak... Yeah, you can't them, hold off for everyone, can you? Like, oh, I've got a couple of beats for you. I think you'll like them. Then I will hold off. Right. And I'll ask them yeah. two weeks later and say, did you like anything? If they say, yeah, then I'll still hold off a bit longer. But even then, sometimes then they turn around and go, yeah, I laid down an idea, but don't know if it's going to go nowhere. So then I'll just upload it. I'm yeah, yeah. to sit on beats because I make <laughs> up their mind, you know? Yeah, of course. Because yeah. you end up sending loads of stuff out and you don't know when that person's going to get back to you or if he's going to record to it and if he records to it, is it going to actually yeah. come out? Is it going to make an album? Yeah. Like you can't just sit there waiting. Otherwise, you can't upload anything, can you? No, no. I've got placements now that literally, was, we was told they're using it at Christmas. Yeah. And it's still not come out. Really? Yeah. So it's, and I don't even know when it will. It's just how yeah. long the album takes, isn't it? Is that a placement you can speak about yet? Or you just... Yeah, pretty pretty sure. I have a last wish. A last wish? Yeah. Oh, that's sick. Yeah, he's That's not crazy. too big, is he? But he's getting known. Yeah, he's, he's the keyword that I've been going for for the past few months, actually. Because yeah. it was one of them names where I was searching and it was like, there aren't like loads of people searching for him, but he, I can see that he puts in work, like he's always dropping new music videos. Mm -hmm. And his videos get decent views as well. So yeah. that's why I was going for him. Yeah, I tried. I think he's, he's releasing a project this month, isn't he? That's the mixtape. Yeah. Oh, the mixtape, yeah. So you're hoping that it's on there or it should be on there? No, no, it's not on the mixtape. It's going to be on the album, which is going to be even later. Oh, shit. Okay. Yeah. How did that connection happen? I can't even say the producer's name because I can't, I don't remember it. I do remember it, but he spells his name weird. But he, he <laughs> got it, basically. Right. Because he speaks to him direct. Oh, shit. Okay. I, I, told, I can't say nothing, so... <laughs> yeah yeah do you know what I mean it's not yeah of course well fingers crossed that that comes in there man because that'd yeah. be a good one as well yeah so with that one was that like a loop pack that you sent to the producer or yeah yeah I got an yeah. email list that I sent to all producers that are getting placements right and then yeah that he come out with that one yeah when we were speaking last time you were saying that that's been a key for you really to get placements. I remember you saying you had like two, a few different ways. Like one thing was kind of trading email addresses with people. Yeah. And the other was, yeah, like sending loot kits out. Mm -hmm. So talk about the, um, the email thing quick. Cause I remember you saying briefly, like, am I right in saying, so let's say for example, you've got one placement and you've got this artist that you've got their email address. Mm -hmm. You might approach a different producer who's got a placement with a different artist and you'd be like, Right, I'll give you this email if you give me that one. Pretty much. Is that what you were doing? That's what I've done, yeah. yeah. One email to however many I've got now. I don't even know. It's loads. That's well, it. Yeah, I remember forever, we were saying it's they? like trading cards, isn't it? Yeah, but they don't last forever, though. That's the thing. That's why I think it's silly when people yeah. are selling an email list and saying, oh, I've got his email, I've got his email, because yeah. 
one, they might not check it. Two, it could get full and then the emails backfire. Yeah. So what's the point of buying an email list where, you know what I mean, it can, it's not yeah. certified, you have access to that artist. I've seen I've seen people trying to sell those email lists mm. and I've I've never believed them because yeah. for one it's like they're probably <clears throat> they're probably fake anyway and like you said if everyone's got the same email list imagine how many emails that artist is getting they're yeah. going to be like fuck this I'm just getting a new email address or they're just going to start blocking people for spamming them exactly yeah so you think the other method is like a lot more beneficial like just sending loot packs out to other producers that are actively chasing placements? For me, that's that's the way I seem to have just fell into things, yeah. yeah. And I think a lot of people have caught on to doing that anyway. People were doing it well before yeah. I was, but I think like, yeah, within like the last six months, it's got mad. Everyone's a loot maker now. Yeah, yeah. Isn't it? It just makes sense though, because like if, if, for example, you've got a producer who only chases placements, that's his main thing, yeah. he's just spending his whole day like chasing placements, then he just wants to cook up beats as fast as possible. He's looking for sick loops because he just wants to get the beats out there. Yeah. So you're helping each other, you're providing the loops, mm -hmm. and he's putting in the work to chase placements. Yeah. So when there's two of you on a track, even you might be chasing placements yourself like separate ways. So if two of you are on a track, you've got you DMing people, sending emails mm -hmm. out, and you've got the other producer doing the same, so rather than you like hitting up five people a day, he might be hitting up 10. Then that's like 15 people a day yeah. that you could potentially get a placement yeah, exactly. with. So it definitely makes sense. Yeah. So these loop kits, are these the ones that you sell yourself on your site? Like are you making these loop kits for your site and then just sending the same ones mm -hmm. out to artists, sorry, to other producers? Yeah. Or are you making like exclusive kits for people? No, I ain't doing exclusive kits for no one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I ain't got time to be doing that. I'm trying to earn a living. <laughs> well, it's yeah, more than enough as it is. The amount of loops that I make, and obviously I work for some companies as well, don't I? So, oh yeah, I remember you saying that. Yeah, yeah. So I work for them doing them loops. So them ones I can't obviously give out. So my own ones, yeah, I upload yeah. them and sell them and send them out as well. And so far, I haven't had any issues with. You know what I mean? Sort of. I mean, if some producers have been like, nah, if you're sending them to anyone else, I don't want them. And I'm like, all right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like you said, you haven't got time to be sitting around making exclusive loops for people. So yeah, why not just send the same me one Me personally, other people might do it. I know a few producers that do it. Yeah. When you do these loop packs, are you... um? I take it you're not obviously putting them as like 100% royalty free like some no, people do. Never. Is it just like you're attaching a contract to it? Yeah, yeah, never 100% royalty free. Would you say that producers should never do that if they're going to drop a loop kit? I would say, yeah, because a producer that I know, and this is because a looper man and their cause yeah. that they've got on site, but obviously he had his loop on Pop Smoke's tune and he didn't get nothing for it. What? Oh, shit. Exactly, yeah, so... The money there, the obviously he's got the credit. He's, he's got it in his bio yeah. and that, but I mean, what's what's good's having a bio filled with rappers' emails if you ain't getting paid for it either. I suppose you so, need, yeah. You need, um, and he probably hasn't got like the official official credit, like you know, if you if you search the song and you go through yeah. like the producers online, I bet he's not on there, is he? I haven't checked, but probably not. Yeah. So that's why sure. I wouldn't. I mean, I wouldn't have done it before, but just hearing things like that and speaking to other producers and he's like, it's long that that happened to me. 
I'm like, I ain't yeah. giving my loops out royalty free. Yeah, yeah. It, I can't lie, I've done it in the past yeah. when I was trying to get my name out. Like before I had like the YouTube yeah. channel, I'd make like a free royalty free loop kit and that was like a way for me to collect emails and it kind of worked for me but i think at that point my loops were probably not the best mm. anyway so it was it was all right at the time but yeah anyone could have got a huge placement with one of those yeah. loops and then i couldn't have claimed shit and then i would have been like fuck why did i saying that? that though like that might have been your little stepping stone to getting a little bit further along in your career so yeah. i wouldn't even say for me now, where I am, no, never. But maybe right at the beginning, for someone else, yeah, maybe you could do it if your loops are just, you know, even if they're good. But yeah, it just yeah. depends what. Yeah, it just sort of depends, doesn't it? Depends what you want out of it. Yeah. The same thing with like when you first start producing and you're sending beats to rappers for free. Yeah, it's the same thing. Like in the beginning, you might just be hungry. You're just trying to get your name out anywhere, yeah. and then at a certain point, you're like, right. I don't need to give out things for free anymore. I've built my name up to a point where I can actually charge people now. Oh, yeah. Do you find it, did you ever find it tricky to charge rappers for beats? Cause I know that's what a lot of people struggle with. Like producers, they'll DM rappers, yeah. they'll say, can I send some beats over? And then they send the beats over and then obviously rappers just expect that they're for free because someone's reached out to them and said, can I send you beats? Yeah. So have you found it tricky in the past to actually start charging people for beats? Yeah, at the beginning, and I've had times where I've been sending rap, and I ain't said nothing, and this is why you should say something at the beginning, otherwise you're wasting your time. But I've been yeah. sending him beats for months, thinking in my head, oh, yeah, he'll he'll pay me. Of course he will, like, being naive. Yeah, and yeah. then when okay. I brought it up, when tunes are getting released, he's like, no, I don't buy beats. And I'm like, oh. <laughs> so I kind of like to throw some. Now I think it's different. People like must look at me and think he ain't giving me free beats they must just know because yeah i don't know maybe because i've got some credits and stuff but yeah 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 it's, yeah as i have had times where yeah, it's difficult to get the money so you think you should just just make it clear from the start like because yeah, being one of your first messages maybe not like the first message yeah, but just make it clear early that they aren't free yeah or, or even like if they're if you are in touch with someone who's doing some good numbers like at least bring up something to do with publishing or something do you know what yeah. i mean just to so they ain't just going to take the beat and then do what they're going to do with it and then the only way for you to have anything done is get a lawyer and then you've got to pay a lawyer and it's just stress isn't it yeah it's just long it's just unnecessary if you would have just made it clear from the beginning. But at, at what point yeah. would you recommend that new producers actually do that and mention that they're going to charge? Let's say, for example, a producer's messaging a rapper and they're like, they're just chatting and he's saying, you're going to send you some beats over. At what point would you say like, right, I'm going to send you some beats over, but they're not free. <laughs> Obviously not them exact words, but would you just make it clear? I then, would or? probably put it, put it in there subtly. Like, I don't know. Like, say if they was like, Oh, like three of them, they're, they're hard. Yeah. Then you just throw it in subtly, like, oh, I can do all three for, for one. Right, okay. Not just like, oh, I want 100 quid for each one. Yeah, yeah. Just make like, it just sound like them, you're giving them a deal, them, basically. Make them feel like you're doing them a favor. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Mm. It's definitely one thing that people struggle with, like just sending beats over and then just thinking, right, am I going to get paid? Like what's, what's happening? Yeah. Cause nine times out of 10, yeah. that rapper's not going to say, right, I'll give you some money for these beats. They're waiting to hear it from yeah. you. 
Some of them do, though. Some of them are oh, oh, really? decent. Yeah, I've had a few people. They say it before I've even said it. And I'm like, sweet, this is going to be decent now. Yeah. Because I know it's not going to be hard work trying to get you to pay me. <laughs> that's probably, that's yeah. probably down to a few things. It could be like the artist is a little bit more developed, like they're more more established so they know how how business goes and the other thing is that you look like a well-established producer like if you click on your instagram you can see you've got big credits there the way that you've branded yourself you're like you're not just uploading bullshit pictures of food you, you know you're in the studio you're cooking up you're yeah. working with artists so when people Oof. see that they're like right this guy takes his craft seriously he's like you know he's a full-time producer we can see that so i'm not even gonna waste my time trying to fuck him about i'm just gonna that's why I deleted all of the posts as well a while back because I used to just upload all cooking up this yeah. and that but now I'm treating that account as like a portfolio so like yeah. anyone who comes along they're like right yeah he's, these are his things he's got the videos the pictures the albums uploaded whatever yeah yeah um, so that's why I made another Instagram for that type of stuff Oh, oh, right, yeah, the other Instagram is like the cook-ups, isn't it? Like the beat breakdowns and everything. Yeah, so you were doing them on the same page before? Yeah, I was doing it all for one, and then I thought it just looks more professional to just, you know yeah. what I mean, just have um, all the credits on the yeah, post. Yeah, of course. A load of rubbish. Yeah, Not definitely. Rubbish, yeah, you know what I mean. It's just like personal stuff, isn't it, or anything that just makes you look unprofessional? Yeah. And it's mad, because you were saying... That once you got that first credit, like people started buying a lot more beats. What do you think that was from? Do you think it was because you put the credit like in your Instagram, or do you think people had like just heard the tune and then just looked up the producer? Yeah, I don't know if it was that or because my tag was in the little TJ tune, right? Or I don't know, people found it on Spotify and looked at the song credits and see my name. I'm not too sure. Probably yeah. all of them combined. Yeah, yeah, really, definitely. That. And then obviously. The other one happened pretty quickly after as well, the Luciano one. Oh, right, one okay. Really so that that probably helped because that was like three weeks after that come through the little TJ one, to be honest, I think. Oh, shit, that's pretty quick then. Mm. Was that a similar story? Was that collabing with another producer? Exactly the same, exactly the same producer, exactly the same thing. Same one? Oh, shit. Yeah. That's crazy. But yeah, you and that yeah. producer have just got a sick relationship now. Just collabed on hundreds of tracks after yeah, that. Man. Yeah, yeah, I see him all the time. Yeah. Once you find that that kind of duo that just works every time, then yeah, that's that's the one. Yeah. So the um the other big one, like you had like the little TJ one was the first one, Luciano was second, and and then who was the third one? Would you say? Is um, it the Jay Critch one or? Let me have a look. No, because Jay Critch was on the little TJ song. Oh, of course, right, it's both of them. Um, after that was Jim Jones. Oh, shit, okay. Yeah, that was um, through an artist who was working with Jim Jones. So it weren't Jim Jones's song, but Jim right. Jones was on my beat, so. Oh, that's sick. Yeah, yeah, that was a decent one. And it's a drill one as well, which probably surprised people that he would jump on a drill one. Yeah, definitely. I feel like everyone's jumping on drill now, though. Yeah. It's just the wave right now, isn't it? Mm. Do, you, do you think it's going to die out? Or do you think it's just going to keep evolving? Um, no, I don't think it will die out. Because yeah. of the new generation now. Yeah. Like all people, young kids in school, they all listen to drill all the time. It's like, 
It's just, yeah, it'll evolve, but I don't think the name will change because really, yeah, drills just turned from grime back when I was in school yeah. with grime. But grime never really got to this level. No, no. But I think personally, the beats are better now. Yeah, that's probably why. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, and drills gone like worldwide, whereas like yeah. grime. It was always a UK thing, but you didn't really have American artists jumping on grime or no. anyone else. But now but everyone's jumping on drill. as well. Like back in them times, the internet weren't what it is now. Yeah, I suppose so. Well, I think if it had happened, if the internet was there back when grime was thing, I think it would have been different as well. Yeah, now they say that, that's probably true because mm. we didn't have like Instagram like we've got it now. You didn't have. You didn't have like a lot of the stuff. We only had like some of the platforms, but people weren't really as connected as they are now. Yeah. Yeah. Even um, even in in Ghana, have you seen them Ghanaian drill tunes that have come out? Yeah, yeah. With Chris Rich. Yeah, That's yeah. Sick. It's crazy. Yeah, they, yeah, they're hard. Yeah. Who were some producers that maybe inspired you when you were first starting, or just inspire you now, or just some producers that you rate? Um, back a long time ago, I used to love Cardiac Beats. Yeah, and Renegade. Yeah, you yeah. Heard of him? Yeah, definitely. Especially he Cardiac. Done, he done a both of them two done a lot of Ace Hood's oldest music because I used to like him a lot. Yeah. Um, them two. It's hard to think off the top of your head, and now. It's just anyone, really. There's so many people in there. Like, but I do yeah. like like Wheezy. I like Wheezy's beats. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, there's just tons. There's like a couple of names come to mind, but it's only just like one song that I've heard them do, and I like the beat a lot. Right. There's a new name every day, isn't there? I think because it's so easy to get good at production now. Mm. You can just watch some YouTube tutorials, watch yeah. some like YouTube tutorials for music theory too. And yeah. you can just make a beat like quick. Whereas yeah, back when, when you started, how how did you even learn at that point? Did you have a few boys that were showing you or was it just uh, the few tutorials that yeah. were on YouTube? I had, a, I had about two people who made music who sort of showed me bits and bobs and then yeah. just, just learned it myself, and it really, YouTube. Yeah, yeah. Can you remember who you were watching at that point? Nah, not a clue. <laughs> Anyone and everyone. Yeah. Really, it weren't it weren't even to make music. It was just learning logic. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Just how I to actually out. use the software. Yeah. Yeah. I figured out just to, how to make the music really myself. Just yeah. Try over years and same with mixing. Like that all just self-taught too. Huh? What did you say? You used to do your heading. Oh, mixing used to do my heading. I used to <laughs> hate it. Yeah. I'd always have issues with the kick and the bass. Yeah, yeah. I think in the beginning you kind of overthink it, don't you? And you watch yeah. like so many different videos. I think we were saying this last time, but a lot of the like mixing courses, for example, that you can watch online, a lot of the time it's like old school like mixing engineers who are sick, but they weren't really like mixing drill beats and mixing hard trap beats. They were mixing like rock music and live instruments, which yeah. you'd obviously mix a live instrument differently to how you'd mix a like synthesized kick. You know what I mean? Yeah, so a lot of the yeah. time, like you watch all these videos and you think you learn like one technique from that video. And then you think that you have to apply that to every beat that you make when it's just yeah. not the case, is it? It's always different. Yeah. 
yeah, over the years, I still do do bits to my mixes and that, but generally yeah. it's start off with good sound selection and leveling. Yeah. And then sometimes it's just all meshing together perfect and you just do little tweaks, little EQs and that. Yeah, yeah. And then, yeah. I remember when we, when we were speaking last, you said that, because I was saying like a lot of the time for mixing, it's kind of simple. It's just good sound selection. And then you were saying that actually you do, sometimes you do quite a bit to your tunes. Yeah. And what what were the main things? I remember you saying you obviously had an instrument bus and process that differently and then have a drum bus too. Because yeah. I don't even see a lot of people doing that these days. It's just get everything in there, yeah, level it, a bit of panning and EQ. Master, isn't it? And that's it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so what, what kind of stuff are you throwing on the instrument bus, for example? Usually, depending on what the sounds are like anyway, I start with like a subtractive EQ and stuff to just get rid of mud yeah. and, and that and like roll off, roll off the lows and a little bit of the high sometimes as a whole. Even though I've already yeah. gone down each individual instrument, right? Like to do it again, just have it. It might make a difference. It might not. But um, yeah, and then it all depends. Like sometimes it'll be just that, and maybe I'll stick an exciter on, or sometimes like I think needs brightening, like and I'll stick an exciter on, and then I'll stick like I think it's called the Puig um, Tech or the Puig. Child. Oh yeah, yeah. I never know how to pronounce that one. It's like yeah, B-U-I-G or something. It's six, seven, it's a green <laughs> one, but I read up yeah. on it and it's meant to like bring out the colour. Right. So yeah, I use that to like bring out a bit more colour in the sound sometimes. Yeah. And then maybe, yeah, it just depends. It's, it's all different, isn't it? Just put compressors, yeah, quieters and EQing, really. Yeah, yeah. Pretty Nothing much too crazy. My head and then drums is just at the moment I'm just sticking on um, that cymatics Diablo one. Oh yeah, Turn yeah. Turn the clipper on it because with especially with drill I'll peak my kick drum. Yeah. Channel and it will peak in the bus, but then when I put the soft clipper on and turn the output down, right. I'll bring it down to like minus five and I'm not peaking no more. But you're still getting that that harsh. Punchy sound like that drill has. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then yeah, I just obviously lower the level of the sounds bus right. as well, the instrument bus. Level it out. How much I brought down the drum bus. Right. Okay, that makes sense. And then and how about the master channel? That's just ozone eight at the moment. Sometimes I stick yeah. a compressor on before, depending on how it goes. Um, but more time, yeah, I just stick the the tracker system one on and then whatever yeah. it does i'll just tweak it a little bit it does yeah, everything yeah, a bit way, it'll take off like 2 db on the base end and i'm like nah, that's well too much yeah so especially I'll, for drill yeah i'll just do it like five minus five or something if right yeah, sometimes nothing sometimes i just take it off yeah 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 and i guess I the, the way that you do it well. you put a, a limiter on the end as well two limiters yeah why I'll two? Just one. in case the first one's not completely I getting it. I don't always do it, but it just makes it louder. Oh shit! Okay. But I want to peak on the first one. Really, I get close to like it's about yeah. to peak on there, and then I'll just stick the um, fab filter one on the L two one. Yeah, I think it's I called L two, so. something like that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's probably the right way to do it. Like in terms of mixing, because 
sometimes like you know if you for the for everyone that's just got a soft clipper on the master channel including yeah. me like i don't i don't like really create bosses i'll create an instrument boss but i don't really do a drum boss i'll just have like a i use the classic clipper the t-rex one but then when it comes to exporting it for let's say an artist wants to get on the beat like if i'm exporting stems then the kick's already like clipped in the normal channel because i'm just driving everything and just having a soft clipper on the master so when yeah. people have recorded to my tracks before and then I've been the one like mixing it. I've had issues with my own mix because yeah. I've already clipped the shit out of everything. So then once I get their vocals on it, I've got to like bring the beat down, get the vocals in and then add another limiter. And then at the end of it, the beat just sounds shit. Like the kick just sounds yeah. like flat. Yeah, you said that last time. Yeah, so that's probably why, because we're just shoving everything in, pushing everything into the soft clipper on the master and then mm. each individual track just has no headroom. Yeah, but like I said last time, really, if someone wants a professional sounding track, they're yeah. going to get the track outs. Yeah, yeah. So if they're only getting an MP3 lease, yeah, the engineer has recorded them, it's going to bring it down, stick the vocals yeah. on, it'll probably be a bit quieter. Yeah. But they're not that bothered because they're only buying an MP3 lease. Yeah, I suppose so. So, I mean, but as doing it yourself, yeah, I've had it before when I've been in the studio and I've had to go back to my my project yeah, back to the original mix without a master on then bring it in and then do it master the beat and the vocals together yeah yeah mm. and it's kind of lucky that the project still opens because i've had it i've had it sometimes where i've gone to open like an old project and i don't know what's happened with the plugins but all yeah. of like the presets have reset and everything i've yeah. like basically lost the beat i've had that before <laughs> that's the worst yeah it is it happens with the one that it does it to me all the time is Electra X. For whatever reason, whenever I'm using Electra yeah. X and then I reopen it, it just gets rid of that default yeah. or like whatever preset I've made. Yeah, no, I wouldn't know because I don't use Electra X. Oh, no. No. What would you say some of your go-to plugins are for instruments? I can't get on with it. But um, for my melodic loops and that, it varies, but predominantly Omnisphere. Yeah, um, and then for drill, pretty much just loads of contact banks. Yeah, and yeah. A couple of them. Can't go wrong with contact banks. Initial audio, heat up free. They've got two drill expansions, which I've used a couple of times. Right. Which they're decent. Um, but for contact, I still need to try that heat up three. It's supposed to be good. Yeah, well, I mean, I did like it. it, but I've gone off it a bit now. But it does have some good oh, yeah. little sounds in there. But contact-wise, I can't remember off the top of my head what I use. I know a lot of Strez are off sampling. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. I've just bought a few of their bands. That Balkan Ethnic Orchestra. Yeah, and Sonoscore. Right. Yeah, Apart yeah. Apart from that, it's random ones, I think. No, I'm, I'm probably the same, to be honest. Mm. I think when, whenever I'm making drill, especially, it's always a contact bank, some strings from contact. Yeah, like I said, that Balkan Ethnic Orchestra and Jade Ethnic Orchestra, a one that took me about three days just to download. Yeah, it's like a hundred gigabytes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Until the piss to download, but yeah. the sounds are sick. That's one. Did you um? You didn't have piano lessons or anything, did you? You just no. train yourself on keys. Taught myself. Yeah, I used to. Sometimes before I'd even go and make beats, I'd sit there and either just freestyle, just play some stuff, whatever. I just yeah. Uh, or um, I'd practice songs that I liked. 
like go on YouTube and you know they have right. the ones where they show you all the notes coming down. Oh yeah, I think, yeah, yeah, I remember yeah. you saying. So I'll do that for certain songs sometimes and learn them just to get fluent with moving your fingers on the keyboard, really. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. And were you learning any, were you studying like music theory? Like were you learning like what the chords and scales were or were you just doing everything by ear and just yeah, pressing what you ear. thought sounded right? I still don't know nothing about that stuff, really. Oh, really? Yeah. You still don't know like, it's just ear, like, you still never studied like chord progressions? Nah. I can't tell. <laughs> I can't tell which it's in when I'm listening to it. Oh, mad! Yeah. It don't you matter. don't really need to. Yeah, yeah I've got to say, you don't need to if you're no. just going by ear. Mm. You know what? I think I think going by ear is probably a better way to do it because I've like I'm not that good with keys. Like I can play mm. a few things. Like I know a few chord progressions. Yeah. But when I started piano lessons. She was kind of like classically training me. So in the beginning, it didn't really make sense because I was just doing like sight reading, playing old pieces of pieces of music, which I yeah, never yeah. even used. So that was kind of a waste of time. And then even after that, like everything that we do is like theory, like chord progressions, like scales, mm -hmm. which helps. But then sometimes when I'm making a beat, I feel like when, I, when I'm making melodies, yeah, it feels like um, you kind of restrict yourself when you're, when you're just going by like theory. Because yeah. sometimes, for example, it might be okay to go out of the scale or yeah. you might just do things which in a musician's mind is not technically correct, but it sounds right. But when you're just learning all the theory, you kind of like hold yourself back because you're like, well, I'm not going to put that note there because I know it doesn't really fit in the scale. Yeah. But the note could sound right, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I think just going by ear is, is definitely the way. A few times when notes are out of scale and that, and it sounds yeah. good. Like, you know, you do the little sort of flick, flick the note that's out of scale and it gives it that jazzy sound sometimes yeah yeah i know yeah. what you mean the little tiny like quarter note or something yeah yeah so that's that's good that you managed to do it by by ear though yeah i think i'm I'm trying to like train myself to just do it by ear now so i'm trying to like train myself to get out of that like theory mindset yeah for that exact reason of just holding myself back yeah yeah so talk to me about the you've got a new loop kit actually dropping uh, yeah. Is it Friday you're dropping it? Friday is coming out, yeah. Guys at eight. Guys at eight. Oh, you're yeah. on eight now. Because you sent me a pack a while back and I can't remember what version that was. I'm sure it was one of the... It was like three or, version three or something. Yeah. It could be. I could be making that up. I'll tell Maybe you what, I'll search it right now. on my list. I thought you was on my list. Maybe I forgot to put your email in and I just... That time we first spoke, I just sent you a couple and forgot to do it. Oh, maybe. Sometimes. That could have been it. What was the yeah. kit called again? You sent me, was it Gaza? Yeah, all the good ones got Gaza at the moment. Oh, yeah. I can't even find that one. There was Gaza, and you had another one as well. I think you sent me two. Right, yeah. One might have been Gaza, but I can't remember You would have received like, some melodic kits in between all of those as well if you was on the list. Yeah, I think so. I'll stick you on it. I'll have to remember to do it when we finish this. Appreciate that, man. Well, when the kit's out on, on Friday, I'll buy that one. Show yeah, you some love. Yeah, show you some support. Appreciate that. Of course, man. So the one on Friday, that's just Drill Melodies. Hard as well. It's one I like this one. Yeah. Anyone would say that, innit? But no. Like, <laughs> of like, there's been a couple that um, I've released them, and I think they're good, but I'm not being crazy proud of them. This one I like. There's, like, yeah. there's a couple of loops that I've even used myself at the moment. 
What's the like, vibe? Is it like orchestral, like New York style, UK? Yeah, it's always orchestral with me, yeah. really. But yeah, I just sometimes add like some vocals and that and just yeah, chop yeah. things up. And yeah, it's just, it's sounding good. Yeah. Yeah. I'm looking forward to that one, man. Definitely. Mm. Where are you selling these? Is it through your BeatStars account or have you got a different yeah. site for it? Like through Shopify? Yeah, no, I've got a BeatStars account. Right, okay. my profile page but yeah I'll just upload to YouTube announce it on Instagram yeah. and then uh, and my email list I've got about 3,000 producers emails on my list oh shit so when it's like time to release it you just send them the link send them that yeah, that's another thing people should try and jump on because it does it does help you get a few sort of dedicated Definitely. on there of course are you keeping in contact with these producers like are you only emailing them when you've dropped a kit or are you using like email marketing no, and automations say, and everything? Because I say in the email, like when you buy the kit, if you make beats with it, send me yeah. an MP3 with just our tags on the intro. If I like right. it, I'll send it out. So then yeah. I do have contact with a few of them as well because they always like to try and send. send yeah, yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. So how were you getting these email addresses? Was that just from talking to people directly on Instagram? No, that's just producers going to my pro page and then the, the pop-up comes up. Oh, right, okay. And then they subscribe. Oh, shit, right, okay. Yeah, yeah okay. That's, that's how that's come, come about. Yeah. So when on, on your pro page, is the pop-up for the loop kit or is the pop-up for Beats as well? I've got two. I've got the one that Beat Stars allow you to have. Yeah. But then did, did you ever hear about the Data Crushers thing? don't know because I, I have beat stars but i mainly use shopify yeah. for selling things i just embed the player yeah. onto my shopify site when beat, why what happened when beat stars released this third party thing called data crushers yeah basically attract people anyway it allows you to have a second pop-up but right i don't actually know where it, the, the beat stars one that comes with it pops up straight away and then if you're not interested yeah. in that one then i think when you go to the checkout page, another one will come up. Oh, shit, okay. It's about hitting people twice. So I think, yeah, that gets people subscribing more. Also, it does have a good few other perks. Like if people add beats to the cart and then don't buy them, yeah. you can set it up. So it sends them an email saying, you've left this in your cart. Oh, shit, that's sick. Like, your purchase. Here's a 20% discount. Yeah. Yeah, and then other sick, ones, like, it, it can sense when you're on a checkout page, it don't always do it. I've logged out before and I've done it and it comes up and then it right. don't sometimes. But if someone's like at the checkout and then they go to press X on the tab, if something flags up basically saying, don't leave, here's an exclusive discount. Yeah, like one last chance. <laughs> yeah, basically, yeah. That's a good idea, so actually. Thing. I don't think a lot of people are using them. They must be, otherwise they wouldn't have kept kept it going. But how how can people one. get that? Is it like an add-on to BeatStars, or is it directly on BeatStars' go, websites? One sec, can I come off of this link? I think can you can make a new tab. Website? You can make a new tab, yeah. Yeah, if you go on BeatStars, go on My Media. Yeah. Oh, this is gonna take me ages to find uh, marketing integrations, and then go oh, down yeah, yeah. to Data Crushers. There, yeah. That's the one. Data crushes, right? I'm with you. You see? Yeah, because on, yeah, because mm. I've got I've got something similar on my Shopify. 
because like I was saying, I just have like the BeatStars player for my website. I just embed that. So yeah. when if someone adds something to the cart on Shopify, I've got the same thing set up. Like they'll send them an email and I've got pop-ups and everything. Yeah, yeah. But it doesn't, it doesn't happen for Beats because it's just the player on the website. It happens for sample packs and everything because that's what I sell directly through Shopify. But because I'm yeah, running the player, yeah. if someone adds a beat, so I wonder if it will still work. I'll have to try that out. But that's definitely a gem for people. It's only $20 a month. Oh, is it? Yeah. It's definitely worth it then. People will probably sleep on that because it's not like, yeah. you know, but that's how you sell your beats, marketing. And that's a marketing integration. So, yeah. If anyone's got Why sport, not at least try it? Like, you have to invest in yourself. At least if you're going to do it, accept that you're going to do it for like three months to trial it. Yeah. Because I done yeah. it the first month, I didn't earn anything. And then the next month, I earned my $20 on it. And then after that, right. it's always been more than what I've had to pay for it. And I'm guessing it will show you the figures. It will say like how many people bought a beat after seeing the pop-up or after seeing the left-in-cart yeah, email. Shows you everything. Yeah, it shows you the um, abandonment, abandoned cart ratio. Right. Well, one month, I'll have 80% abandoned cart. Oh, shit. And you're like, oh, imagine if everyone bought all of them beats that they yeah, had. Yeah. <laughs> but more time, it's around 60%. 60% of people that go on your website will leave it in the cart. Or you mean 60% of people that have left it in the cart will buy it after they see the, the email or pop up? Yeah, either or. Like, if I say it's 50%, it's easier, isn't it? Oh, right, right. Yeah, it's yeah. around that sort of number. Yeah, 50% either buy or leave it. So it's, yeah. it's, no, it's good to know, like, how many yeah, people definitely. end up purchasing something from you? Of course, yeah. Like you said, it's one of them things you just have to leave on for a few months. I think when people yeah. see something like that, they're like, right, $20. They just want to know instantly, right, how much money am I going to get back from it? But it doesn't yeah. always work like that. It might be different every mm -hmm. month. You've got to leave it for a while. And yeah. your beats have to be good at the start as well. Yeah, of course. Do you use any other marketing integrations? Um, like not just on BeatStars, but any other like marketing tactics? Um, let me think. What do I do? Obviously, Google Ads on YouTube. Oh, so you run ads as well? Yeah. Do you yeah, find that I'm, they've worked for you? They've worked in growing my channel because right. I can't track. I can't actually track it. Yeah. If I'm getting a sale from that ad. So I just wing it. And yeah, I yeah. I'm doing all right. But, um, yeah, they've definitely helped grow my channel and now I can monetize my channel and stuff. So that's why I just keep it running. I'm not spending a lot really. It's, it's only like $50 a month, to be honest. That's not much. And if that's helping you grow your channel, then it's definitely beneficial because even though you can't track like which sales directly come from them ads, it's still like, all right, someone might subscribe after seeing the ad or mm -hmm. check out a beat and then it could be like three months later that they end up buying a beat from you. Yeah. So of course, like, there's no way of tracking it, but yeah. it's definitely beneficial. On, on the beats that I've got the ads running on, I've had a couple, a good few comments on there saying, oh, I came here for an ad, and now I can't stop listening to this beat. So oh, I know sick. that the beat's a good one. No, it's working. Promoting, yeah, and it's working at least. Do you ever run BeatStars ads? I have done. Personally, <laughs> they wouldn't like it if they had this. <laughs> I wouldn't recommend it. I've yeah. never had no success. All I've, I've tried quite a few. following me. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. Slime. I think I've had the same. I've tried like quite a few ads and yeah. no sales have really come directly from the ads. But then I have found that maybe like a few months later, people have bought that beat. But again, there's no way of yeah. seeing if that beat sale has come from the ads or it's just like someone that's found you and they just like the beat. It's a bit, a bit exactly. of a tricky one to yeah, see. Yeah, so it's... Yeah, I wouldn't recommend it at the moment. Not until they can upgrade it and show you if you're really getting a sale from it. Yeah, yeah. One thing, this is the main reason that I didn't keep my website on BeatStars. Yeah. Is because right now I'm selling two different things. So I've got sample packs, which is obviously aimed at producers, and then Beats, which is aimed at rappers. But then on BeatStars, say for example, you have like a free download available. If you have your kits on there, and your beats or even if someone buys something so if someone buys a, a sample pack yeah. it comes through to your email marketing with the tag sales and if someone buys uh, the other thing so basically yeah so basically beats and sample packs will come through with the same yeah. tag sales so then if you want to contact let's say just the producers you can't do it because you have to send it out to everyone so that was the main reason that mm -hmm. i left so how 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 are you kind of separating the producers from the rappers is it just through the pop-up pretty much yeah then they're going into the different list but as far as narrowing oh, right, it down okay. to inside each list sales yeah. not sales just free downloaders haven't yeah. actually got down that far into it really i just sort of yeah i just sort of send a blast out yeah yeah so when um with the pop-up that you've got, are you just changing that when you drop a sample pack? So, for example, you've got one dropping on Friday, you change it to a sample pack one, and then after that, you'll just change it to a free beat download or something. No, no. Or is it the same way? I've got two, haven't I? One's beats. Oh, of course, right. One's beats, one's one sample, sample packs. Pack. Yeah, but right, sometimes right. I just swap them two around. So then the sample yeah. pack is the one that comes up first when you go to my page instead of right. the free beats one. right. And that, I'm guessing that does obviously separate the emails from you, for you, because you can kind of see who's used that, yeah. that pop-up to actually download something. So yeah. that makes more sense. Just speaking about BeatStars mm. as well, um, I saw this on your Instagram a while back and then you mentioned it when we, we tried recording the first podcast, but you said that you got a publishing deal. Yeah, yes, the, the co-publishing deal with them and Sony ATV. Yeah, congrats on that, man. Yeah. So how, how did that happen? Did they just reach out to you? Yeah, literally a couple of weeks after the little TJ placement. Oh, yeah. One placement, <laughs> everything starts happening, doesn't it? Um, yeah, that's when all the phone calls come in. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, so that happened. And then, um, yeah, I read over it. I did have someone at the time advising me not to do it. But... What were the reasons? Um, I can't really remember. Like, it was something to do with the percentage they wanted... Because there's different percentages. Right. Like, I don't think he even understood fully. Like, because they're trying to get us placements as well. When they yeah. get us a placement, they want a little bit more than the standard twenty percent. Yeah, yeah. Which I which kind of makes anyway. sense though if they're bringing you a placement. Yeah. Um, I think the the kind of acting as a like an actual rec like record label, aren't they? If they trying to find your placements because I, I think publishing companies never used to be yeah. like that it used to just be right they collect money for you but yeah. i think now they're seeing potentially in other mm -hmm. areas where they're like if i go out and find this guy a placement then i'm entitled to more percentages so it's the same as having a manager. Like, 
Really? Yeah. yeah. Find yeah, yeah. Definitely. But, so what, um, do you, for anyone that doesn't know, like what exactly is a publishing deal or a publishing company? Well, I mean, without going too into it and I don't know the ins and outs, they pretty much just collect your money for you, didn't they? Your royalties. Yeah. Yeah. Which yeah. I wouldn't, without signing that deal, I wouldn't have a clue what I was doing. I, I, I wasn't right. even signed up to PRS before I signed that. Oh yeah, yeah. You so they got you the onto that. And yeah, I had my first PRS check come through the other day, which was obviously nice to just know that it's working. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So the PRS checks, they don't obviously go to the publishing company; they go direct to you. Yeah. But then everything else goes to them first. Yeah, and then they take their little cut, and then it goes inside your Sony Score account, and you can see what your balance right. is and withdraw it whenever you want. Right, okay. I suppose it just saves you a lot of time, doesn't it? Because like you said, if you're not really, if you don't really know like where to collect your money from, because yeah. mo- most of the time you don't even know where the tracks are getting played. You yeah. don't know how many different places you can actually collect money from. Like PRS is one, but then there's so many others. Like you see like SongTrust, um, ASCAP, BMI. I think they're more for like the US, aren't they? But from, from what I've kind of gathered when I've been like, trying to do my research. I think for anyone based in the UK, I think the main thing is to be signed up with PRS. And then the other one is MCPS, which is kind of related yeah. to PRS. Yeah, I've heard of that one. I didn't then, sign the deal. I didn't need to sign yeah. up to that. Oh, uh, right. Because they're, they're collecting that side for you anyway. I could be wrong, but M stands for mechanical, isn't it? Yeah, it's mechanical royalties. Yeah, so like PRS is obviously publishing and then... Yeah. yeah. Right, okay. I'm just putting a charger in my laptop. Yeah, it's all good. Um, but yeah, and it makes it a lot easier registering songs as well, to be honest, being with them. Do they do it for you? Huh? How, how does it work? Let's say you get a placement, what happens? Do you contact them? Do they register well, on, everything for on you? The, on the BeatStars thing, there's a um, a portal that you go through. And right. all you've got to do is type in the percentages and the names of who's involved. Whereas I'm pretty oh, sure with doing it through PRS yourself, you need a lot more information. Things like how long the track is. Yeah, you do. Yeah, things like that. Yeah, so they do make it a lot easier for registering a song. It's pretty quick. I mean, it's hard enough just getting the artist's legal name sometimes. Yeah, yeah. Let alone all the other You don't even need that on BeatStars. You just... Like what? What information do we do they need? I think they like how do they even find the track? Oh, obviously you type in the track. It has to be released yeah. first for it to be found. Oh right, okay. So you just type in the yeah. track, type in the artist's legal name. Or I think one of the guys even told me the other day, you don't even have to do that now. You can just type in the actual rapper name. And oh yeah. Do the digging for you. But I could be wrong. Right. I still type in the legal legal name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just to be safe. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I think you're right. I think it will just, like we said, it will just save you a lot of time for people that don't really know like what's involved, where they can collect the money. It's just one less thing for you to worry about because especially from chasing like money from labels, for example, I don't know if you've done it in the past. I haven't personally, but I've heard stories of people just contacting them nonstop. They're just getting voicemails constantly or emails saying, yeah, we're getting around to it. And then they just, they could be chasing payment for like six months from people. And then most of the time people will just be like, ah, do you know what? 
I can't even be asked anymore. I'm just going to leave advanced? it. It might not be much money. Are you talking about for an advance or um, the master royalty? Like master royalties. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's a nightmare. I'm still chasing mine up. From which one? That's the one thing that um, beat stars and that don't still collect for you. That's The label pays that to me direct as far as I'm aware. Oh, shit, sure, okay. I have to chase that up myself and I sent two emails and... <laughs> yeah good luck trying to get things to work to be honest though each time last time we spoke about this I was like I need to send him an email again I bet you haven't done it since then have you <laughs> I forgot again <laughs> that's yeah. like that's the to-do list <laughs> I will remember yeah that's saying I will do but you know what, so what, what, what do you actually chase from them because obviously like MCPS for example will do like mechanical side you know what, like music, the music business and how royalties are separated. Like I try to research it all the time, but it still confuses me because it's not just as yeah. simple as like publishing and the master recording. Like yeah. it just gets broken up into so many different things. But do you know what you actually have to chase the record label for? Like which section it is? Just that 3% they gave me. Right. Well, the five, because obviously that was split with real. But like the producer yeah, that and the master royalty, I don't understand it fully. I don't know what the difference yeah. is anymore. I just know I probably am owed money. Yeah, yeah. Which they're not going to ring me up and offer. No, of course not. Yeah. So, do you have a Do you have a manager right now? Um. Yeah and no, not properly. Like we haven't yeah. signed anything or anything like that, but. Yeah, yeah, in terms of I can go to him and say, I've got this deal, can you sort it out for me? Like, Right. And then he just yeah, gets yeah. the percentage depending on how much work. That's that's what we do the percentage off as well, how much work. If it's like a few emails and then they pay, just take yeah. a smaller percentage. Right, okay. Mm. So, and is this someone that you know, like, personally, or did you just meet through music? This is someone to do with the Beat Style Sony thing. Oh, right, okay, okay. Yeah. So, can't, can't they be the ones that are chasing labels for you? I don't know if that's really um, a manager's he, job. He Well, he could have, he has helped me get through it, but I yeah. actually wanted to do it myself. Right, okay. Just so you could stay on top of it. Because I haven't signed with him and he's not yeah. my official manager. So, right. if he disappeared on the face of the earth and I've had him yeah. doing everything, then I'll be back at square one. So, I want to try and learn it all myself. Yeah, yeah. You know, so I'm, yeah, that I'm makes that makes sense. Liar. I suppose the more you know, the better in this industry. Yeah, like it doesn't hurt to educate yourself, does it? Definitely, yeah. All right, man. Well, yo, I know we've been through pretty much everything that we kind of went yeah. through in the first podcast. To be honest, like you were saying at the start, like because it was over a week ago, we couldn't even remember a lot of the stuff that we spoke about anyway. Yeah, so I think, I think we managed to go through everything. Roughly the same stuff, to be honest. Yeah, but just yeah. for. Just before you go, mm. for any like new producers that are listening, I always just like to I always like to ask people to maybe give them a bit of advice. Let's say, a, yeah. I always say, pretend you're a new producer, or not even a new producer. You're a producer. You're trying to get somewhere. Your beats are actually on point, mm. and your aim is to just build up your brand, get some placements. What What would you recommend that they do? What kind of steps would you recommend? Um. Well, I can only speak on the way I've done it. Yeah. The way I've done it was, yeah, start making kits. <laughs> start yeah, trying yeah. to sell your kits. Start networking. 
building email lists, making connections, just working hard 24-7. Yeah. And, yeah, that's just pretty pretty much just keep going. Even if it's – because you see other people, they're like, yeah, I've been producing six months. Yeah. You know what I mean? You can't get disheartened by that. Yeah, of course. Because I took four years. Yeah. So just never giving up, really. That's the main thing, like. You can't yeah. lose if you're never going to give up. Even if you, you do it's your hobby, you like doing it, and you're earning a little bit of money on the side, then you're still winning. Yeah, I think yeah. it goes back to what you said earlier. You have to actually want it enough. Even if you are working a full time job, yeah, you'll make the time if you really want it. You'll make the time. Cool. All right, man. Well, yo, once again, I appreciate you coming on. Sorry for mm-hmm. wasting your time the first yeah. time. I'm glad that we got yeah. to go through everything. Yeah. So, man. I think a lot of people enjoy this episode and just let everyone know where they can find you as well. If they haven't got you on socials already. Yeah. Um, the main Instagram is Ben's music one, B E N Z M U Z I K the number one. Yeah. And then the other account, which I um, post like all the beat making stuff on and loop making stuff is just Ben's on. Yeah. The right. Okay. Perfect. Yeah. So yeah, everyone make sure you go follow him up. He's dropping a loop kit. This Friday, I'm actually getting this podcast episode out tomorrow. So hopefully the kit's out. Well, it's going to be out on Friday, so everyone should hear it by then. So yeah, yeah, the new kit's out on Friday. Make sure you get it. I can say from hearing the old ones that his loops are fucking sick. His credits have kind of, well, they show that. They show yeah. that. That's how he's managed yeah. to get all these placements. So yeah, yeah man. All right. But yo, Ben's, we'll keep in touch, man. Yeah, man. Good to be on.